0: This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. Welcome to Bloomberg Law. I'm June Grosso. Ahead in this hour, after a brazen escape from Japan, Carlos Ghosn blasts the Japanese legal system, stoking a war of words with the country's justice minister. And the Supreme Court will hear its first abortion case with a new conservative majority, giving an indication of whether the reconstituted court will move quickly to roll back abortion rights. I did not escape justice. I fled injustice and persecution, political persecution. Carlos Ghosn's audacious escape from Japan belongs in an action movie. But at Ghosn's Marathon press conference this week, that was the one thing the former head of Nissan refused to talk about. With his legendary brashness, Goh not only proclaimed his innocence, he excoriated the Japanese legal system and what he called hostage justice. I'm not here to victimize myself. I'm here to shed light on a system that violates the most basic principles of humanity. I'm here to clear my name. My guest is Stephen Solomon, a professor at the UC Berkeley School of Law. So Ghosn's case has cast an unflattering light on Japan's legal system and its almost 100% conviction rate. He called the Japanese justice system rigged and said he'd been deprived of basic human rights, including the presumption of innocence. So let's look at some of his allegations, starting with the allegation that Japanese prosecutors can grill suspects repeatedly without their lawyers present when they're in pretrial detention. Is that the case?
1: Yes, it is the case. And essentially, the Japanese legal system is different. It's culturally different. It's legally different than the United States. And it relies on confessions to work. And 99% of defendants confess to a crime.
0: Tokyo's deputy chief prosecutor said that Ghosn gave the impression he was questioned for a total of eight hours a day, but that's not true. He said the former CEO was questioned on 70 of the days he spent in jail, about half the total, with each session lasting an average of four hours. So even what he's admitting to means about 280 hours of questioning by prosecutors. Is that why they get so many confessions? Well,
1: you know, I'm not in the room when when these confessions happen, but even in the United States, there's been a trend where you have extended periods of confession that defendants will confess to things they did not do to end the confession period. And culturally, again, Japan is about apology. It's about admission. And the confession culture there jibes with the legal culture. And just to think in the United States that this could happen with someone who's represented by a lawyer and invokes in the United States their right against self-incrimination is crazy. So it's clearly just a different system, and it's clearly not one that we in the United States abide by, or in fact, the Western world. But that's what Japan does. And I can understand why people would not agree with it coming from that perspective.
0: What about the conditions in prison? Solitary confinement, lack of prescribed medication, family not allowed to contact him. Is that part of the process there?
1: Yes. So solitary confinement is is a big part of the confinement process in Japan. I'm not familiar with the medication or other issues. But look, U.S. prisons are not great either but there are certain rights. And unless you're a terrorist or some immediate threat, you have right to access to your family. You have right to access to your lawyer. There is health care in our prisons. That just is not the case in many parts of the world. And Japan is one of them. Again, they view this as normal. So they're not going to reform their judicial process because of one one one-off attack. But a Westerner encountering that system is they're not going to be happy. No one's ever happy being in prison, but to deprive someone of communication with their spouse, and they're not a terrorist, they're not an immediate threat to society, is is just beyond our norms. But by the way, I mean it's it's more akin to what we used to call third world country, right? See all these movies of Turkish prisons and other types of prisons that are not well run. They're not funded. Judicial system's not set up to provide rights to defendants and. The Japanese system, while Japan is an advanced economy, is not set up to keep people in prison who don't admit to their crimes.
0: Bail is the exception, I understand, not the rule in Japan. And when Gon was finally granted bail, prosecutors had him arrested again on new charges, which allowed them to keep him in custody again. Is that a routine occurrence in Japan?
1: Well, again, bail is not... Not the norm. So there's still an open question of whether Ghosn would have gotten a fair trial in Japan, at least how we view a fair trial, if he had gone to trial. Prosecutors had separated out the charges. So he was going to be in Japan for a very long time, no matter what. But the idea of rearresting someone on a new charge actually happens in the United States. I mean, look what's happening with Harvey Weinstein. He was just charged in LA, right? And if he is... If he is found not guilty in New York, he is going to be facing charges in L.A. where he will have all the same issues. So prosecutors acting aggressively is, again, something that we see in the United States, but it's a different legal system, and there are certainly different rights that are associated with it.
0: He claimed that his lawyer said that it would be five years, perhaps, before he went to trial. So you're saying that that could be the case, that it could take that long?
1: Right. It could take that long. and. The trials, again, were separated, so it could be many, many
0: years. Carlos Ghosn struck out at the Japanese justice system and its nearly 100 percent conviction rate at his first press conference since his brazen escape from Japan. Ghosn said the system was rigged and that prosecutors had repeatedly threatened him during hours of interrogations. You just confess and it will be over. And if you don't confess, not only we're going to go after you, we're going to go after your family. And we're going to stop her many things. Japanese officials fought back. Justice Minister Masako Mori said Ghosn's criticism of the country's legal system was mostly abstract, unclear, or baseless. The comments made by Carlos Ghosn gave the wrong impression of Japanese legal system. I will work to clarify and spread the correct understanding of Japanese laws. Japan's cabinet minister was equally critical of Ghosn. Ghosn's
1: assertions on Japan's justice system are one-sided and completely unpersuasive.
0: I've been talking with Professor Stephen Solomon of the UC Berkeley School of Law. Ghosn's lashing out at Japanese prosecutors and the system almost put the charges against him in the background.
1: I don't know if it's irony or the problem here is that there are serious issues that have been raised over Ghosn's tenure. He has a big SEC settlement, that he arrived at uh, about concealing up to $90 million of his pay. There were perks that were paid to him that seemed excessive, including tuition payments for his kids in college. And the SEC charged Nissan and and Goan with concealing over $140 million in pay to Ghosn. So there are real issues here. Some of them in the United States would be dealt with civilly, and that's how it was dealt with by the SEC. But he was charged with fraud in the U.S. on a civil basis. And by going to Lebanon, and where he presumably will stay for a while, he will not go back to Japan, is my bet. We're avoiding a review of what actually happened and learning what actually happened. And that's one of the things about the U.S. judicial system that to some extent works, which is we have an open process and you can see exactly what is presented and, and what is done. And we can decide for ourselves. I don't know if that would have happened to Japan had he gone to trial, but we're certainly not going to get a vetting of these charges. And instead, it's going to be about the harsh conditions that the Japanese imposed upon Gon and Gon fleeing the, the nature of justice. But we still have these issues that surround his tenure at Nissan.
0: What did you think of his attempt to give a point-by-point rebuttal of the charges against him at his press conference? Was any of that convincing to you?
1: You know, I I don't think I'm in a place to assess it. You know, these are things that trials are made for and investigations are made for. He certainly has a defense and a rebuttal, and it should be taken seriously. But there are counter arguments too, and we're just not going to find out now.
0: Japan seems intent on pursuing him, even though they don't have an extradition treaty with Lebanon. But Interpol has presented Lebanon with a red notice for his arrest at the request Mm -hmm. of the Japanese government. Do you think that will go anywhere at all? Or will he go anywhere at all?
1: He's not going anywhere. So he's in a country that has no extradition treaty with Japan. Certainly the legislature of Lebanon could vote a law through to deport him. That's unlikely to happen but it could happen. Issuing a notice through Interpol, it's not going to do anything. It's not a request for extradition even. The interesting thing, I mean, just to sort of, the interesting thing is like what he does next. So he can stay in Lebanon, most likely. A guy like Ghosn doesn't want to stay in Lebanon. It's a nice place, but he wants, he's a big person. He has, he wants to clear himself. He spent a lot of money, spent almost 40% of his, of his assets there. Um, And so, You know, whether he tries to go to another country where he can have a bigger voice, um, we'll see. Uh, I doubt he's going to stay in Lebanon. The the closest thing that I can think of this is there was a case, Kobe Alexander, and he was CEO of Converse Technology, and he was charged criminally in the options backdating scandal. He's one of the first people charged. And at the time, there was a real sense that these people were going to go to jail for a long time. And he fled to Namibia, uh, because Namibia does not have a treaty with the U.S., and stayed there for many years, and used those years to clear up the charges against him civilly and otherwise. Eventually he returned and went to prison in the U.S., arranged, uh, I hadn't even been aware of this, but if you're a foreign national, you can arrange to serve your prison time in your home country. He arranged to be transferred to Israel to serve out the rest of his time and was freed early. Now, the parallel there is that Ghosn is going to use this time to try and clear his name. He's going to use this time to try and clear the charges. He probably does not want to stay in Lebanon forever. And he will work to do that and clear them slowly and find a, a home for himself.
0: The Japanese justice minister said she was aware of criticism of Japanese criminal justice and authorities are taking steps to improve it. But she also praised Japan's police, judges and prosecutors for building, quote, the safest country in the world. I know there's a lot of criticism of the Japanese system. Is there any ongoing attempt to reform it? Not really. This is a system
1: that works for that country. It is a safe country. It, it might not be a system that you want to be a part of, but it works for that country. And the idea that one case with a foreign national is going to lead to wholesale a wholesale form of a justice system in any country, it's just ludicrous. It's just not going to happen. So the chief prosecutor is doing what she should do, which is back up her people, say they're doing a good job. Going forward, I don't think anything's going to change.
0: Is it just the comparison with the U.S. system that makes this seem so bad? Yes.
1: I mean, what's going on here is you have a clash of two legal systems and two values and two norms, as well as all the issues when you have a foreign national being charged and a country has patriotic issues at stake. This is not the first rodeo in terms of Japan's problems encountering Western society, I mean, this goes back hundreds of years, but even Michael Woodford, who was the CEO of Olympus and tried to basically whistleblow on misdeeds and was driven out of the country. This has happened before in Japan. Japan is changing in terms of corporate governance, in terms of how their companies are run, but it's not changing terribly quickly and it's it's unlikely to change terribly quickly. This is likely just to be a one-off case, and it's going to make a great movie. (laughs) No doubt. But it's not going to change the Japanese system. Why would they change it? It works for them.
0: Thanks so much for being on Bloomberg Law, Stephen. That's Stephen Solomon, a professor at the UC Berkeley School of Law.